Over the past few years, I have asked you guys to give me a rating and review. And if you've done that, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. It's so helpful. But if you haven't, I get it. I kind of get it. Like, I'm asking you to go and click on this thing and then like, how do I do it? And then I have to come up with some kind of a review and I don't know what to say and I'll do it later, right? I, I get it. I've, I've kind of been there before. I, I know exactly how you feel. And so I'm not asking you to do that now, okay? What I'm asking you to do now is so easy. Anybody can do it and it literally takes like one second. Go into whatever you're listening to, whether it's Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on, they all have it, and just click on the subscribe button. Just subscribe. It takes one second. You don't have to be creative. You don't have to come up with a review and write it all out and you know be self-conscious about it. Just hit that subscribe button. That would be so, so, so impactful for me. And if you're enjoying this and getting a lot out of it, that would mean the world to me. It really would. And it's so easy. Anyone can do it. Like, let's literally stop listening right now. Stop listening. Go and do it. That's how much it means to me. Nobody ever asks you to leave their show and stop listening for anything. But I'm asking you to stop listening right now. Go and just quickly subscribe. Come right back and take a listen. That would mean the world to me. I would really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. And I really appreciate it. Thanks. Marketing has to be consistent. That's another thing that came out of our meetup last week with the um, the runway group was marketing cannot be a start-stop thing. Marketing done consistently is going to win over marketing done inconsistently. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. All right. Thank you for joining me on the show today. I appreciate you being here. I'm excited to be here with you for another live Q&A replay. This was a fun one. We had some great questions and I'm starting to see a pattern with the questions. People are just concerned about the market and what's happening. And I get that. So we talked a little bit about that. We talked about reinvesting the profits back into your company and how much of your profits should be you be investing back into your company for growth and for uh, sustainability. Um, also talking about somebody asked how to get their husband excited about helping them in their real estate business. And so I answered that one. I have a lot of, I have a lot of feelings about having your spouse or significant other in your business. I did it. And, uh, I have some thoughts that you probably should listen to if that, if that pertains to you. Uh, and I also talked about where to get information about the market and where it is and where it's going and all that good stuff. So we had a really fun one this time. I hope you guys enjoy this. I give you my live latest live Q and A. All right, welcome back to another Wednesday live q and I appreciate you being here. I'm excited to be here with you. Uh, I know we have some great questions lined up and I'm excited to bring that to you. Uh, I was last week, I was at an event for the Seven Figure Flipping Group, which I am a part of. I'm one of the owners. Fantastic mastermind. Uh, if you want to check it out, go to sevenfigureflipping.com. Uh, but I was there and I was in a room with uh, about 35, 40 companies and another probably 15 or 20 companies that were there uh, virtually. They were zoomed in so they could watch the event. Uh, all part of the runway program. And uh, we were talking about a lot of things. Obviously, we were discussing real estate for two straight days and lots of questions and, and concerns of people uh, regarding the market and things like that. 
And uh, we had a lot of discussion about that. And I know a lot of folks are worried about the market right now. They're worried about what's happening. And I want to be a resource for you. I want to be able to help you navigate those waters and get through that. Uh, even if you're not part of the seven figure flipping mastermind, you have me, I'm available to you. And uh, I was able to help a lot of folks uh, last week with that. And it was a lot of fun, frankly, uh, talking about it. The major takeaways from that meetup was a couple of things. Number one, uh, the market is changing and it's probably going to shift from a really hot sellers market where house prices are appreciating at record rates and everyone is just selling over asking and there's all these bidding wars and all that. I don't know what the shift exactly will end up being at the end of the day. We don't know how much it's going to change in the other direction, but it is going to go in the other direction to some extent, right? We're going to go from this crazy hot seller's market into some version of a buyer's market. And it probably won't be like 2008. I don't think it's going to get that bad again. I don't think anybody really thinks it's going to get that bad again. Um, unless they're just trying to use clickbait, right? They're trying to say things on the internet to make you click on it, to freak you out and scare you. Um, then maybe, but I don't think any, any serious um, people who are looking at the market and trying to estimate what's going to happen going forward are really saying it's going to be like that awful crash in 2008. I don't expect that, but it is going to change. It's going to go from more of a seller's market, like I said, to a buyer's market, which means it's going to be easier for us as investors to buy houses. I don't know how much easier, but it will be easier. And the media is going to help us with that because even when the market starts shifting a little bit, like it's starting to now, you're starting to see this on various news channels, they're starting to tell you that the real estate market is shifting and house prices are going down and they're already starting that process. Now, I don't think that sellers have quite um, given into this. They've not quite surrendered to the fact that their house isn't as worth isn't worth as much today as it was even a couple of months ago. Like I have seen tangible evidence that if you put your house for sale two months ago, it would sell faster and at a higher price in most instances. But it hasn't gone down that much, right? It's nothing to panic about, but sellers aren't even really willing to accept that it's gone down a little bit just yet. And that's fine, but they will. But your buyers, like if you're a wholesaler and you're trying to sell uh, contracts or assign contracts to like uh, landlords and house flippers, they know house prices are going down. And so they're accounting for that in their offers to you. They're offering less than they would have maybe two or three months ago. But sellers are still stuck in, you know, six months ago pricing. And that's okay. It's sort of natural when there starts to be a shift. But they're going to start hearing this stuff on the news and they're going to start shifting their understanding too. And probably in a lot of cases, there's going to be a little bit of public panic about the houses uh, that people own and how much it's going to be worth and, and the value going down and all this stuff. So it's going to get easier to buy and it's going to get a little tougher to sell because uh, retail sales. So if you're a house flipper and you're putting this on the MLS, when you're done with it, a property that you just flipped going on the MLS, uh, the buyers are going to be a little bit more sticklers for things. They're not going to give you like they're not going to waive inspections. They're not going to give you uh, some sort of, um, uh, you know, uh, appraisal guarantees or anything like that. Like you're not going to get that stuff uh, from buyers in most cases because they're, they're going to understand they don't have to do that. It's uh, 
it's just going to be a little bit of like when that market starts shifting, the balance of power goes from sellers to buyers or from buyers to sellers. And as investors, we're in the middle of that, right? And so we just have to know who has the power in the negotiation, where's the market and who does that favor? And if it favors the buyer, we're going to have to do a much better job when we buy explaining the situation to the sellers and making sure that we're getting houses at the exact right price that we need so that when buyers come to us with a little bit lower offer, we know that we've accounted for that in our in our numbers. So uh, the end result of it was the market coming up isn't anything to be afraid of. You shouldn't be afraid of it or scared or nervous that it's going to be bad. In fact, I personally think the market shifting is a good thing for us because change and uncertainty in the real estate market is always a good thing for investors who are plugged in and understand what's happening. And the way to get plugged in is to align yourself with people like me or the seven figure flipping group or somebody that you know really is credible and understands what's happening and can help you understand where the market is and how to adjust and what you should do in your business to make sure that you're profitable moving forward. And I, I wanna help you with that, guys. That's what I'm here for on Wednesdays for sure. Um, if you go to my website, mikesimmons.com, uh, I have courses and things that will help you navigate this. I have options for you to work directly with me on a more formal basis. You can do that. But again, just go to mikesimmons.com and check that out. I'll pop it up here on the screen real quick so you can see if you're watching this live. Uh, mikesimmons.com. Go check it out. I also have a, a free direct mail marketing video course that's available for you. And I really suggest you check that out. Uh, I'm considering making that a paid course sometime in the future, uh, but right now it's free for you. So go and grab it while it's free. You can get that on my website, mikesimmons.com uh, as well. Just click on the link on the homepage. You'll see it, it's right there. All right, let's dive into today's uh, questions and see what we have. Okay, uh, first question. How much of your net profit do you invest into your company? Um, that's a good question. And it really depends. I mean, if you're in growth mode, you're going to reinvest a lot of it back into your company, whether that's marketing or people or software. It ends up getting a lot of it gets reinvested. When I was growing my company, when we were in this like crazy hyper growth mode, we were reinvesting darn near all of it. And in the very beginning, I was still working a nine to five job. I did, I invested all of it, 100% of it, and it all went into marketing because I it was just me. And so I didn't really have anybody else working for me. It all went into marketing. And that really was significant in my growth. That really helped me grow quite a bit. The other investors in my market that I know of who would, who would sell a property or wholesale a property or whatever, and they would make $10,000, $20,000, they would go out and buy expensive toys, cars and boats and all this kind of stuff. And, and so they always were struggling because they weren't reinvesting their profits back into the business for the most part. And so there was a lot of feast and famine. They definitely couldn't scale because they couldn't consistently market like they needed to because they just didn't have the funds. So uh, when you're trying to scale, if, you're not, if your company isn't at growth-wise where you want it to be, then I think a lot of your profits, like 50%, 60%, 80% maybe should be going back into marketing. Um, <clears throat> if you're kind of past the point of being new and you're sort of in that intermediate stage and you want to grow, then you might have to split that profit between like marketing and um, people, you know, hiring, hiring people into your company, because those are the two things that are going to, those are the two levers that are going to help you grow and be successful. Marketing 
and people. Great people and consistent marketing is really like the golden key to success. It really, really is. But within that, there's a lot of layers, right? It's a lot of, a lot of shades of gray because not all marketing works the same. Not all marketing is done well. And everybody who hires is not going to be a rock star right out of the gate. Matter of fact, most people are not going to be rock stars right out of the gate. And most people will never be rock stars. And so hiring becomes the skill that you have to learn and get better at. And some of it is trial and error. Some of it is just learning. Some of it you can be taught. I mean, there's a marketing, there's marketing strategies and marketing funnels and marketing um, just blueprints that that do work. And, and that's something that I can definitely help you with if you're interested in that. But I can tell you, people are going to be probably long term, they're going to be the number one factor in your success or failure, for sure. Number, number one. Second is going to be marketing and systems and processes that you use. So marketing has to be consistent. That's another thing that came out of our meetup last week with the um, the runway group was marketing cannot be a start stop thing. Marketing done consistently is going to win over marketing done inconsistently because there's a little bit of momentum behind that. And so you have to dial in your marketing. And by the way, you can use my course, Winning Direct Mail. If you go to my website, mikesimmons.com, you can get that. That's marketing, right? And I think direct mail, frankly, is the one that I usually recommend to new investors who are trying to get their first deal. I think direct mail is is typically the quickest and the best way to go when it comes to getting your leads or getting your deals. And then hiring is a whole nother can of worms, right? There's a lot, there's a big discussion behind hiring and how that how you do that and how how to not do it because there are things that people do and make big mistakes that cost them a lot of time and money. And so marketing and hiring. Those are the two things that'll help you scale. And I think you should be, as you're scaling, you should be reinvesting as much of your profits as possible and still being able to pay your bills and not stress out financially. But you need to pour a lot back into the business. Now, when you get scaled up and you're like, hey, I'm doing a million dollars a year and I love it and I'm happy and I don't really want to go more than this. Well, then you can start funneling more of that back into you or just putting it somewhere in reserves to use for investing or whatever. Like you can you can invest less in hiring and marketing <clears throat> if you're already at scale where you want to be. So in the meantime, though, dis the discipline of, of investing back into your business as you're growing, taking those profits and putting them back in in the form of people and marketing, that's that takes discipline. <clears throat> and I think the people with the discipline to do that are the ones that end up winning in the long run. So that's that's what I say about that. <clears throat> OK, next question. How can I expect the coming market to change my business? Well, I talked about that a little bit in the beginning. Um, the coming market will change your business, I think, in one profound way. Number one is the, the way that it'll be most impacted is the way that you look at sales, both on the front end, the acquisition side when you're buying properties, and at the back end, where if you're a wholesaler, we call that dispositions. Like who is who's selling these properties or selling these contracts to investors? That's dispositions. On the front end, it's acquisitions. Um, sometimes people just call that sales, but it's acquisitions on the front end. And then if you're a house flipper, it's it's obviously selling the retail sale to the end buyer. The way that it's going to change is, like I said, it's going to get easier to buy. It's going to get easier to acquire properties. And it's going to be a little bit more challenging to sell them. Now, 
over the last couple of years, it's been insanely easy to sell properties and to assign contracts to end buyers. It's just been so unprecedentedly easy to do that. You didn't have to fix them up. You certainly didn't really have to stage them probably if you're a house flipper, if you're a wholesaler, you were just grabbing anything and everything sold really, really easily. And that's probably not going to continue in the next several months to year or two. It's going to get a little bit tougher on the back end. There's going to be more properties at a lower price for buyers to buy. And so over the last, you know, two years, if you're the kind of person who takes advantage of people or kicks them when they're down, meaning your end buyers, your your landlords, your house flippers, or in the case of retail sales, um, dealing with realtors who are like buyer representing realtors, if you were not professional, if you took advantage of them, if you were you know just awful to them, they will remember that, and you may struggle a little bit in the coming months and years because. People remember when they're treated poorly and when the power swings back to them, a lot of times there'll be some retribution. There'll be some sort of reckoning there, right? And and maybe it won't be like overt or intentional, but they'll sort of like just avoid you. They don't want to deal with you because now they don't have to. And that's normal human nature. So hopefully you treated everyone with respect and professionalism. And now that the power is swinging back to the buy side, those relationships will serve you well and people will work with you and you'll still you'll still be able to deal with them and that'll be fine. But the biggest way it's going to impact you is buying properties will be easier. The conversation will be easier with the sellers, but estimating the value of the property is going to be more challenging because property values are probably going to be going down. And so as they're going down, you sort of have to anticipate where they will be not only when you go to sell this property as a wholesaler, which might just be in a few weeks, but as a house flipper, when you're buying, you have to be able to look forward and estimate, okay, house prices have gone down 10% in the last six months. In the next six months, I expect them to go down another 10%, a 5%. It's not just going to keep going down 10% every six months, but it's going to go down another 5% or 3%. You have to adjust. You have to adjust your your price when you're buying from the homeowner so that you don't get burned on the back end. So the biggest adjustment, honestly, is making sure that you are strengthening and solidifying your relationships with buyer agents and buyers themselves, and also learning how to adjust your buy box or the way that you're purchasing to accommodate a declining market. And in, in the past, you know, the past year or two, We've been able to almost, it was so easy to, to figure out the, the end price or what you could sell it for because whatever you thought you would sell it for, it was probably going to be more or for sure at least that, right? Maybe more in a lot of cases. So we get a little lazy when things get easy. It's just human nature, right? Used to be, you know, 500 years ago, if you wanted to eat, you had to grab your spear, your bow and arrow, your sword, whatever, go out and kill what you were going to eat. And, and bring it back home and eat it. And so you had that skill developed and you knew you had to hunt or you weren't going to eat. Fast forward 500 years, like you can literally have food delivered to your house now. Like you don't even have to leave your house. Hot, ready to eat, homemade food delivered right to your door. And so how great are we at going out and hunting as a society? Very bad. There are probably still plenty of people who can do it but not nearly like it used to be. And we're gonna, we have to adjust a little bit now in our business for the same thing. We didn't have to really be good at looking at our numbers over the last couple of years. Like 
you had to be good at it, but you didn't have to be great at it because the the market and the appreciating house prices would sort of mask any problems that you may have incurred when you were coming up with your numbers. Going forward, house prices going down, you have to dial those in so well so that you don't get burned at the end of the day when you go to sell the property. So that's the biggest way your business is going to be impacted and it's avoidable. Like you don't have to worry too much about it, but you have to just know at what rate you can expect house prices to drop or not. Maybe they won't drop. And so if they're not going to drop and you don't think they're going to go much lower or you have reason to believe that in your market, then you need to know that also because you shouldn't be bidding too low because you're going to miss out on a lot of deals. If your competitors know that prices are stabilizing and you think they're still going down quickly, all of your offers are going to be rejected. You're not going to buy anything. So you can't overcompensate for house prices going down, but you have to compensate for them if it's a reality. So that's probably the biggest thing that's going to affect your business in the coming uh, months. Um, so that's that's what I think is going to happen, guys. All right, <clears throat> let's do one more question and then we'll probably call it. We'll see. Maybe we all have time, but we'll see. Okay, next question. How can I get my husband excited to help me with my real estate business? Great question. This came up quite a bit in our meeting last week. Um, I say, stop trying to get him excited about helping you. I say, get him excited about supporting you. If he doesn't want to help, you shouldn't try to get him to help because A, he may not be very good at it because he doesn't really want to do it. And B, you don't necessarily need your spouse's help, whether it's a husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. You don't need their help, but you need their support. Okay, that's kind of non-negotiable. Without their support, you could still technically do it, but you can imagine if you don't have the support of your significant other, it's going to be like trying to run a marathon while you're dragging, you know, a thousand pound anchor. It just, yeah, it could be done. It's just so hard and it's so unnecessarily hard that you need them to at least not oppose you. You need them to either like outwardly support you, like clapping and like you got this every morning kind of a thing, or at the very least passively supporting you, meaning you don't get hassled when you're doing the work. You don't get hassled about being an investor. You don't get negativity. You just get nothing. And, and sometimes that's enough, just getting nothing. If you can take someone from being opposed to it to being passively supportive, that's great. That's a huge win and you can absolutely crush it and it's not going to hold you back. If you can get them to actively support you in terms of like, you know, verbally saying, I'm so proud of you. Like you got this. I, I totally support you. It's going to be awesome. That's great. And if you can get them behind you where they're like, Hey, I want to help. What can I do? I want to, I want to contribute to this and I want to be there with you by your side. That's obviously the best. That's the trickier one though, because sometimes people who love each other, who get along otherwise, when they start working together, it gets a little bit hairy, right? It doesn't always work as well to actually work together because your personalities may change a little bit when you work. You may become slightly different person. I know I do. And full disclosure, I become a little bit different person. I'm a little bit more aggressive. I'm a little bit more impatient. I kind of move at a different pace and I have a slightly different demeanor with my wife than I do when we're just sitting down drinking coffee and talking. And so we have worked together in the business and it worked out it worked out well. We, we got along well. It was fine. Um, she got out of the business because the business itself was stressful for her and she didn't want that anymore. Um, but we don't work as well together 
uh, working as we do just being a husband and wife and talking and having a normal day. So uh, don't be in a huge hurry to get your husband to help you, especially if you have to convince him. If you have to convince him, I would shoot for support. Get the support. And if that goes well and he supports you and he's showing interest and he wants to do it, then I say proceed with caution and let him in and, and let him help. But I wouldn't try to convince him because if he's not doing it 100% of his own like determination and his own desire, then it's probably not going to go well. So just get support. Support is all we need from our loved ones. Support, even if it's quiet, like they don't have to tell you they think it's awesome. They don't have to tell you that they're excited about it. Just don't give you static about it and don't pull you down and drag you down and make you feel bad and give you just tons of negativity. If they can just keep it neutral and let you do your thing, that's that's plenty. It's all you need. Trust me, it's all you need. Okay, I'm going to do one more question and then, then we're definitely going to call it. Okay, next and last question. Where do you get the best up-to-date information about the real estate market. Okay, so we're getting a lot of questions about real estate market. I get that. It's on people's minds. It's exciting and scary all at the same time. I'm excited. It's not scary to me. It's very exciting. You should be excited too. Best place to get up-to-date information. Uh, I don't know that I trust a lot of online stuff. You need to find somebody you trust who's in the industry, who's been in the industry, who is having success, who has had success through down markets and plug into that community or that person and look to them for that kind of information. I would love to be that resource for you. I can definitely do that for you. I will definitely be talking about the market and what you can expect and what you should be doing on these lives. I'll, I'll definitely do that. Um, like I said, if you go to my website, and I'll put it up here again, if you go to my website, uh, like I said, there are plenty of options there where you can work directly with me. I'd love to work with you and keep you and your business on track and help you grow in this market. We can do that. Um, you can also go check out Seven Figure Flipping if you want to and get involved in that community and, and plug into that. But you need to surround yourself with people doing it. You need to have someone that you can look to for answers if you don't have them yourself. Do not listen to the media. They don't know what you should do in your real estate business. Trust me, I promise you, I lived through the whole 08, 09 mess. And I can tell you, the media was wrong. They were consistently wrong. They're not looking out for you as a real estate investor. They're trying to uh, be sensational and they're trying to say things that will get you to tune in, usually out of fear, usually out of fear. And so I don't trust someone whose main mission in life is to scare me into listening to them. I am not going to scare you into listening to me. In fact, I'm going to tell you that the coming market is an exciting time where us as real estate investors, we should expect to thrive. We should expect our businesses to grow exponentially. We should expect there to be tons and tons and tons of opportunities that have not been out there or, or available to us over the last few years. And so if you're just getting into real estate now, great time. If you have been in real estate for a while and you're wondering what to expect, it's going to be great. Don't freak out. And just tune in here. Let me help you. I'll help you navigate this. I'm really excited about it. I'll tell you what I'm doing going forward over the coming weeks and months. And we'll share those experiences together. Okay, guys, one last time, go check out my website for all things me. You can find my podcast, anything that I'm offering there. I got free stuff like go there and, and dive in. I want to help you with your business, but I can't do that if you don't go check it out. I can't reach out to you individually. Um, but if you want uh, help, I'm here for you guys until next week. Have a great day. Have a great week 
get excited. Your business is in for a really great time coming up. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. All right, I hope you enjoyed that. Remember, I do these Q&As live on Facebook on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. I hope you enjoyed this. Tune in next week for another installment of live Q&As answering your questions. Okay, until next time.